Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Comet number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great evolution sage Charles Darwin, who some people might be familiar with, always yeah. says, the very essence of infect is that it's followed independently of real ways to win. Wow, what a, what a deep pull. Went all the way back to Darwin. It's, uh, it's an old one, but a good one. Squeamy Gee getting caught up on meta traffic with the weather light report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself is actually here to work. <laughs> well, because face masks are now mandatory, he still has an excuse not to work. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Typical of him. Ugh, the worst. Thank you for tuning in to your number eight source of Magic the Gathering news. I demoted us two spots because we still have been nominated for an Emmy crawl, so I feel like our ratings are plummeting. Well. But we did get so, we did get a message from the person who's doing it saying that hypothetically we could know the results at some point in the near future, which is the exact same information <laughs> that we had one to two a months ago, time ago when he told us this from the jump. So who's to say? Oh, who's goodness. to say? Wow. Well, we're going to start off at the top of the cast of Ladies and Carnage that ensued with 45. So, Big Tuck's already going to be upset. Oh. It's an Animar, Animar deck. Yeah. Uh, so, but here's the thing, is I was playing with uh, the Goad and the Duff, oh. and... On record, I had the most explosive turn I've ever had in my life. In an animal. Ooh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm kind of scared. I'm, I'm kind of scared. I'm curious. I'm, my, my curiosity's peaked. Yeah. So, uh, turn three, Animar. Nothing special. Nothing <laughs> you, special. You run play, of the mill. You play, you play, congratulations. You played three basics. Everything's fine. It's normal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but here, here's where it went crazy. Turn four. Played Cloud of Fairies. Count one, I untap two lands, Animar has a counter. Finally, finally got to play my painter servant. Oh. Named, I believe, white. So then everything was white, which Animar has protection yeah. from white. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Painter servant only cost me one mana to cast, so I still had three mana left. I then went to cast, um, Let's see here, because I actually made notes. Paragene Drake for three. Yeah. Untapped Jeez. all my lands. Yep. Then went and tapped or cast Palinacron. Oh, untapped all my lands. Then the beauty Maelstrom Wanderer oh, turn boy. four. Wow. That's that's actually pretty sweet. Like, and, then I, and then I cascaded into a couple things that, you know, still got Animar some counters. And then turn five, I won the game. I was going to say, didn't you have infinite mana with Palancron? Oh, you were probably tapped out at that point, right? Correct. So, yeah. so what I'm gathering from this is all your fears about Animar are true. It's a real thing. Turn five, game over. That's how it is. Yeah. 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 And no. the funny thing is actually turn five came around and I was trying to figure out how to do Palancron and then replay him to then get that infinite mana. But I was a blue short. Oh, and so okay. I was like, ah, oh, gosh, I don't know what to do. And I actually had out... Um, 
Gladstone Curio. Oh, and yeah. so, oh, you know, no. sitting there, well, but I still needed to be able to play a creature. But for some reason in my head, I was so fixated on this because the only thing I had in my hand was an Ondu Giant. And I was like, wait, green, Ondu Giant, Palantircron comes back. And then I played Palantircron. Now I got infinite mana. And then it created infinite bounces with Maelstrom Wanderer. So I played him infinite times. Oh, there it played is. Out like, the deck. I was like, do you even have a sink for infinite mana outside of like another card? <laughs> you said you're yeah, out, right? Because that's actually what Kevin and Will both said. They're like, uh, I want to see this play out. Like, yeah. what do you got? And I was like, oh, you know what? Let's do it. And I just literally turned my deck over, started spreading out the cards, and eventually I hit Food Chain, Squee, and Ultra the Brood. And I was oh, like, there you go. Yeah. It, or like, I mean, you also had, I'm, don't you have like a couple of Eldrazi or something in there? Like, you could have just went through combat so. damage, didn't you? Because they all had haste. I actually don't think I have any Eldrazi's in here. But you probably had enough creatures on board to have to win through haste with Maelstrom Wanderer, right? Here's the thing. Remember, I don't have the typical uh, the Animar deck to where I have like all of these big things you can play. I got like a lot of bad card, like Mana War. So uh, would you say it's a seven? You know, yeah, it's it's just <laughs> nice. I don't have a whole lot of big things. But sure. anyways, uh, this this absolutely was forty life in a dash material. Most explosive turn four ever to go from. No, uh, only an animal on board with four lands to a maelstrom wanderer <laughs> and like Love six it. creatures. I'm happy Squeak could be involved. You did the uh, you did the thing, so congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, Squee, what games would you like to talk about? I'm sorry, I'm still on sabbatical. I'm gonna call it sabbatical Squee here for the next like two weeks okay. or so. Uh, yeah, we're still doing vocals. It's gonna be a little bit. We got six songs we're working through. We've got four done, two left. Uh, but that's, that's what I've been doing. Big Tuck, what games would you like to talk about? So unfortunately I didn't get to get any games in last week. Uh, I had a friend in from out of town with his lady friends and said, I went out to a public place. We were in the crossroads, it was insane. Wow. Um, however, for those who have been tracking, we all know that I don't have a great history of receiving things on time from the great company Wizards of Coast. So uh, I ordered the secret lair star drop, all the boys in, I would say March. I think that was January. Was it that long ago? Yeah, because it was right around Theros Peel and Death's release, which right. I think was in okay, January. So uh, I just got them in the mail uh, earlier yesterday. Believe it. Uh, and uh, they had the dignity to give me one collector's booster pack, <laughs> uh, which actually I got some good ones out of there. I got that like new elf where like creatures and enchantments you control can't be countered in foil, two foil lands, and then that um, Colothus god of destiny in yeah. foil. So I was like, oh, and um, I got the Orzov dog giveaway that we did in full art as well. Oh, awesome. So like that was all really exciting too. Um, and then Wizards decided to play a sneaky one on me. Oh. So, first off, I forgot I had the stained glass planeswalkers. I got some stinkers. I did get a stained glass to fairy, which is pretty sweet. I think that's Ooh, worth some that, money. That, I think it's worth like 60 bucks. What? Damn. Really? Yikes. And then I got a stained well, glass. I mean, he gets, played, he gets played in standard and it's, you know, special. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. tryhards like me. <laughs> I also got a stained glass Narset part of the veils, which is cool too. So, that was that was, that was like, okay, I'm feeling good. Ooh, this is kind of leading up to the Staxi uh, deck later this week. Uh -huh. On top of that, uh, Wizards had the good gracious to gift me for some reason a spare god 
Really? I just got a spare one. Right? Which Probably one? because it so, was a, a decade late. And, yeah, uh, right. And they're like, okay, this will be a shipping accident. <laughs> also, their shipping thing is horrible. It was five individual boxes. Like, just shipping. It was such a waste of paper. Oh, right? mine, mine was one box. Seriously? Why was mine yeah. five? Man, they <laughs> had the intern packing your stuff. So, uh, so you think that it would be cool because it'd be like, everyone needs another Xenagos or Perforos or even like a Crufix God of Horizons. Nope. It was the crappy Golgari one that no one ever plays because it's terrible. <laughs> I think it's free. I play it. I played in gods. Yeah, we've talked about cutting it with the new gods, which actually I didn't even think about. So now I have two constellation versions of them, which is great because I have precisely two spots in my trade binder that they're gonna go and fit nicely into. Jeez. So, anyways, um, so I finally got them. May not order a secret layer ever again, and uh, just move on with my life. <laughs> Well, guys, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? Uh, I interrupt this broadcast to bring you the winner of the June giveaway. We're talking Matt Flutur at Matt Flutur on Twitter. Please reach out to at CMD Tower at Mr. Combo number five to claim your prize, which is the Chandra Spellbook. Congratulations. So it's your least favorite thing that we ever do, but we're still on this train because Wizards keeps putting out new and new product. It is CMD Tower's not so accurate set review, Jumpstart Edition. I was like, I know there's some catchy name to it. So once again, guys, we're going to go through each of our favorite cards from this new set. Could be a reprint, it could be a net new card, and we will do them from creatures, enchantments, instant sorceries, lands, artifacts, legendary creatures, and Planes, uh, I'm sorry, actually, no Planeswalkers, because uh, Wizards, for some we, we reason, really hard. <laughs> didn't put a single either reprint or net new Planeswalker in here. They just got lazy and put in the M21s, which, yeah. you go listen to that set review if you want to hear about them. <laughs> if you want to waste 50 minutes. I tell you, we really nailed that review, as always. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to start off with a creature. Yeah. And actually, my creature is also a legend. Ooh, so okay. Are you doing both uh, at once then? Or do you have a second? Uh, no. Okay. Nope. Yeah. I, I actually have another legend. I want to talk nice. about it as well. Uh, the legends in this set are... Um, oh my gosh, it's $47 pre-ordering right now. <laughs> oh. So we're, we're talking about a little thief. Yes, okay. Yeah, I know tiny legend. bones. That's totally my legend. I love this uh, card. No, I knew one of the two of you guys would do this, so I intentionally didn't do it. <laughs> and it played right to my, my large myths. This thing's well, perfect. so cool. So this is my creature. This is Squeeze Legend. Squee, I'm going to read its roundabout stuff, and then you read its abilities. Yeah. So we're talking about Tiny Bones Trinket Thief. It's a colorless black, legendary creature, skeleton rogue. It's a mythic, and going straight into my Shirai deck. Mm -hmm. Squee, oh. what does he do? So at the beginning of each end step, if an opponent discarded a card this turn, you draw a card and you lose one life. That's so awesome. And then for four colorless, two black, each opponent with no cards in hand loses ten life. Oh my god. Any discard deck, all of it. I love it. I'm so excited. I know. My, my Nickel Bolas deck may even run this. Oh, absolutely. Oh. And like the, the thing and I like the most drop. about this... The thing I like the most about this card is like discard's really good when you're playing like heads up, right? Like 8-rack is, is a deck that's been around for forever. And the problem is, is like there's a lot of the effects where it's like if you have X, Y, and Z cards in your hand then it's usually sometimes like the rack, for instance, is one player, right? And then second yeah. off, it's only like three or four damage at a time, which isn't much. So mm -hmm. the thing I like about the, be the best about this is, A, he could run his own awesome discard deck, right? All yep. the best discards in black. For sure. 
and having the ability that he has that like staple on it to like people run out of hands they run out of card draw right they're not hitting the gas that they need to get into the better stuff you can still win because a lot of times when I play discard it's like a lot of times just sitting around and like unless you have a board no one's doing anything so um, I'm really excited about him uh, I think it is kind of ironic that everyone thinks he's really cute when in reality it's probably like a child <laughs> skeleton so like that's kind of strange but yeah it's just so sweet I, I really hope I crack one of my packs that come in oh my god God, I this like all of this doing this review has honestly made me think about buying a booster box for the first time since I bought a booster box in Apocalypse. Whoa, big money, big money, squeeze. Well, I guess so I, I, will, I guess I may have bought a booster box for a draft one time, but that was yeah. spread around a lot of people. Here's the only gripe that I have, and not with this card, just with the set overall. It really upsets me how there's gonna be no foils in the set. Yeah, that oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, so they better print Tiny Bones and Commander Legends coming up this late oh, summer, early fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do have the option to get a foil. So, well, Squee, what is your creature you want to jibber jabber about? Well, I think I alluded to this in the Discord. You probably all saw this one coming. Oh, it's Allosaurus hey. Shepherd. It's just <laughs> an absolute. Squee's got a rock hard boner. Excited, really, really pumped <laughs> to make a cut in Reese and put this in there. So it is one green uh, creature elf shaman. It's a mythic. Allosaurus Shepherd can't be countered. Green spells you control can't be countered. And then for four colorless, two green. Until end of turn, each elf you control has base power and toughness 5-5 five, five, and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other types. It's a 1-1. One, one. Holy elf yeah. balls. I love it. I love it. It's so... It's I don't I couldn't have Do you asked like that them price to, tag. Oh my god, fifty three dollars. No, <laughs> that's why yeah, I'm gonna buy a box because I like buying a box. I might might just maybe get one and not have to pay $53 for do you, uh, it. Do you, do you think that uh, when you buy this card from an online retailer like Level 1 or Fantastic Sponsor, they'll just immediately throw in Allosaurus Rider, the other card Ooh, that's Allosaurus oh, on sure. it? That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, I haven't been rock hard about something in a while. It's good. Like I this. mean, it's kind of bonkers. And... Yeah, and the thing that a lot of our contemporaries have talked about that really makes this separate, makes itself different than the other green stuff can't be countered, is this says green spells. Mm -hmm. It usually says green creatures is oh, the big yeah. thing. So your triumph for the hordes can't be countered. Just overwhelming stampedes. Your overwhelming stampede. Yeah. Perfect example. Um, yeah. In one mana, I think it's, I've heard oh. that this is going to see play maybe in Legacy. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, Legacy, yeah. Legacy well, elves. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and like again to your point, Mr. Combo, a lot of the greens, a lot of the green counter effects like Gaia's Herald are symmetrical for the table. Like creature spells yep. can't be countered, so they've solved sure. that problem too. And and, and <laughs> itself can't be countered. I don't think that should yeah. be overlooked because people will see this as a terrifying card, but they can't do anything about it. And do you guys want to hear some very janky but kind of funny build you could do with this? Oh yeah. Throw this in a Gishath deck because then all your elves become dinosaurs. You swing in and you get your Gishath triggers because it's all dinosaurs attacking. Uh, Gishath is just himself. It's when he deals really? damage, you flip over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate set review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cobb was like, suck on that. I intentionally take that reference. <laughs> well, 
Big Tuck, what's your creature? But dig, dig, make people forget that I just failed. <laughs> I am also talking about a legend because, again, they're bonkers. So uh, I want to talk about a card that also enables one of my favorite strategies. Uh, Bruvac, the Grand Lilith. Yeah, yeah, you are. Great. That's my legend, baby. <laughs> insane so uh i how about you read the outside i can read the inside now while i can because i'm looking at sky scryfall and i can actually read it without my glasses <laughs> well i'd be happy to do that so Bruvac, the okay i got this grand eloquent grand I, think you, I, think, I think you're right and i'm wrong i think it's grand eloquent grand because i think it's supposed to be I, like I, eloquent I, yeah, right. it's grand, like grand eloquent <laughs> Say that five times fast. I know. <laughs> uh, he is. Oh my gosh! Also pre or uh, pre ordering for forty three dollars. Yeah, it's uh, Two colorless blue. He's a one four legendary creature. Human advisor. Advisor mm -hmm. tribal. Very important. Hey, hey. Uh, he's a mythic. Uh, and then if an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many cards instead. Um, and so everyone knows what mill is. It's also, if I may, uh, can I? There's two points about this I really like. A similar to Tiny Bones, this gives a this gives a difficult with more, multiple people archetype wheels, right? Because yep. then you know if we can, you're pretty much cutting everyone's library with this card down to fifty instead of a hundred, right? Yep. So that's huge. Um, and second off, I love the fact that they're finally putting Mill as like an evergreen ability, or, as, or yes, like yes. they're stapling something to it because it's like. Everyone knows what it is. You say it's. A, we're, I'm running a mill deck. No one's like, "Ooh, I wonder what that could be." Right? They're like, "Okay, yeah, it's gonna be me or him." <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm huge on this for all the reasons you just gave, but also. Um, it's an advisor. I think it's, it's an advisor. So persistent partitioner dot deck. It's a thing. Um, I, I just think that. It's it, it's really cool how wizards is. It, it seems like in these ancillary products, they're actually starting to give commander players the legends that we've been wanting, mm -hmm. and yeah. not necessarily just some, oh, here's another disgusting combo uh -huh. thing that you can just break, or here's a bunch of fodder. Um, I always feel one. like we get one or the other, but you know, sometimes they have a set where they really knock it out of the park, and I think they really did that yeah. with this. I'm just hoping that the price goes down, because yeah. it's a great effect, and you know how I love my old Alter the Broods, uh, but I'm not paying $43 for this card. <laughs> right, yeah, I know. Who knows? And like, I mean, I think the fact that these, I think the fact that the boxes themselves are only like 100, even now, $115, which is like, I, last time I saw, they were 140. Oh gosh, they are. I, I've seen up. I've seen varying prices from like 115 to 140. I think oh, it wow. just depends, and it might depend on the day or the oh, hour. Yeah, I think I locked mine in at 95, so I'm hoping that's I, I missed the boat on the 80. Oh I'm shoot! I'm so mad oh, at myself. Man. So anyways, but like, yeah. I mean, that's still this is a totally a premium style product, right? And similar sure. to the mystery boosters, it's still at like an affordable price point. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully these will get open and circulated a lot. Yeah, this is awesome. Like. Yeah. I think Mill did need a boost. I don't know if it needed a twice that many boost, but uh, <laughs> we'll find out here to come uh, when people start making this thing. Oh, and that was that was actually the point I was going to try to make earlier, but then I went off on this tangent. Um, I do like how for this Mill card, it wasn't, you know, if an opponent would Mill, they Mill that many plus one. Yeah. It seems like a lot of times they try to do that. At right. least this is twice as many, because yeah. it's like, we get it. This is going to be used as commander, not so much constructed. Right, uh, right. So 100 card decks, cutting it down to 50 is a little bit easier to do. 
I am Definitely. glad it's monocolored also. I think if they splashed another color in here, it would have gotten a little too gross. So, like, I'm glad that they left it at just mono blue, not that blue needed the help, as we Although always I will say. I will say, I think, you, I, I think your, your point is valid, but it, since it is mono blue, you can put this in, like, literally any discard deck that's ever been created. Yeah, not yeah, as a commander. But it, if, you, if you add colors, it actually, I think, restricts it because then yeah. I can't just slot it. Like, if it was, that's fair. let's that's say... A fair point. Blue, green, or blue, red, right? You'd be like blue, red, and blue, red. What? All right. So yeah, yeah. That's um, fair. If I may, may I do my legendary creature because it's not one we haven't talked, and we can kind of move on from creatures. Sure. Because you had this one. Yeah, so I've already I talked one, about all mine. Yeah, and you've talked about your legends too, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Cool. So um. I think I agree with you that they're doing some really interesting stuff with the with the legends in this as a whole. And I think one thing I like about it is they're trying at least to do something a little different from the color pie. And I think a very good example of that is in Kel's Fight Fixer. So two colors, two black for a rare. Also pre-ordering at sixteen dollars, which is insanity. Um, it's she's a four-three with menace, which is cool. Whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may play. You may pay hybrid Demir if you do draw a card. Right? And then one colorless sack a creature it gains indestructible until end of turn, right? So blue blue black has only really had like a large amount now, evidently, of these like blue black artifact things. And then kinda of, like blue black mm-hmm. zombie. And, like it, it's not a it's not it's not a deck that like has a lot of different themes to it in my opinion, right? Okay. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a lot of except for zombies, most of it is just kinda of, like hang back, like figure stuff out, kinda of do more control. Whereas I think this one kind of gives it two different options. Now you can make more of a dedicated sack deck, right? And black has piles of options of sacking stuff. Blue has a decent amount of things to make tokens. Um, but moreover, it kind of gives you like a very strange Voltron commander if you want to make it hard because she has menace and you can also <laughs> sacrifice a creature to give her a destruction. It's a stretch, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, there's really no other blue black deck where you're like, I'm trying to break the color pie. I'm doing Voltron, right? Uh, sure. There's also if you if you ooh actually there is one Grimgrin. Oh yes, of course. Fair point. Um, but that's it. That is it. That's it. <laughs> uh, and if you really want to push it, you could do Voltron slash Azra Tribal because there's about ten of those cards that were printed in these colors. Um, but I just like so, and we could, like we're not going into the other legends, but like each of the two color legends that they printed, I think kind of does something interesting that it kind of makes you think a little bit outside the color pie. So is she the most broken commander? No. Is she the most interesting mm-hmm. one? I kind of think so. I think she's. I think she's definitely interesting, mm-hmm. right? She's not. Would you build a deck around her? I'm only because my blue black deck is my mill deck, and I've just played that deck so many times. And like, sure. oh, here we go. I'm gonna slot in something that does mill even better. <laughs> so it's kind of like <laughs> I've had it for forever. So I kind of thinking of doing something. I haven't done a deck in a while. That's been like, hey, I haven't built a deck in a long time. Um, it's been like months, which is weird for me. Um, and that's how you begin to slowly creep up to me as well. Uh, but like. I I can see myself building a Demir deck in this fashion, just to give myself a bit more of a challenge, kind of think outside the box. Yeah. Especially if I open one in the booster box, then I'm like, okay, sure, sure right? Um, okay. Beyond that, but I just think it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I don't know if, 
I wish they would have splashed something other than blue in there for the draw card effect and to give a little some more, more support to a different color on draw cards, but uh, at the same rate, yeah. This, that mean, would have been a cool Rakdos yeah. commander. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I'm just, I, and that, that fits Rakdos a little bit better. I agree with that, but again, like I think that's what they're trying to do here, doing something that's sure. not just like, and so does Menace, to be fair. like There's cards that deal with Menace and Rakdos too, so. Mm -hmm. That is weird now that I think about it, but anyways. <laughs> Kel's Fight Fixer, she seems like a pretty cool commander. Cool. Well, we're going to move on to enchantments, and I'm going to be talking about a reprint. But it's not the reprint that you think I'm talking about, mm. sucker. Uh, I'm going to talk about a card that I've actually never seen before. It's actually been printed four different times, which shocks me. Impressive. It's even been in Commander products. We're talking about Duelist Heritage. Oh, oh this card's seen this What? I used really? to run this I've... in Squee. Or in, yeah. in Squee. <laughs> <laughs> you become, you become <laughs> what you hated most yourself. Uh, two colorless white enchantment i mean it's sitting at like three bucks pre-order so i mean it's not expensive but not cheap yep. uh it's an enchantment and it's a rare and it says whatever one or more creatures attack you may have target attack and creature gain double strike to let it turn yes. that's like the best political yes. card i've ever yes. seen in my life yes oh yes and who's gonna waste a removal on that Nobody, no they're gonna be like, it's just gonna be one creature. Like, I even run this. I think I have this, or I, if I don't, I really need to have this in Kiri. But, yeah, um, absolutely. Like, yeah, this I need this in my goad deck. Oh, oh yeah, sure. that's good. For sure. I like that. I like for, that. A for lot. me to cast goad, you also need this in your goad deck. <laughs> and Honestly, like, I think this goes in any big stompy deck that has white in mm -hmm. for any reason. And and any Voltron deck in white, right? Like, um, this might be like a sort of sleeper hit in your Saram deck potentially. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a sleeper hit of my bird of prey deck. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is it not in there? <laughs> no. What? That's not even a sleeper. That's like a wide awake yeah. pick right there. I have so <laughs> many decks that need this card. You can tune it up, right? And like, I think it might also, have one. And also, there's a there's an aura that's just, I think it's called, I think it might literally just be called Double Strike. And it gives it double strike, and it costs the same. It's two colorless and a white, and it's an aura, right? So, like, if you care about auras, I guess. But like, it does the same thing. But this also lets you give the political power. And the thing I like the most about it too is that it's a may, right? If it was some of those yep. things where you have to give something double strike, it's a quick way to get yourself kicked in the butt, right? But if you can political around with it, it just does everything that you want to do in a deck like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I need to be picking up multiple copies of this. <laughs> if I hadn't bought three copies of Judge Promo Show and Tells because that price tanked, uh, thanks whoever in the Discord pointed oh, that right. out. Yeah. Um, I, I would probably pick up some Duelist Heritages, but hopefully you'll crack some in your uh, your jumpstart. I'm still and I can shocked for these it. came under the radar for you. You didn't know about it at all. It's been around. Never even while. seen it in my life. Well, uh, happens, well Squee, dig me out of my shame. What enchantment <laughs> do you want to talk uh, about? I'm also talking about a white enchantment. Uh, white's getting some love in this set here so oh, yeah, it's blessed you sanctuary I already know what it is. yeah three colorless two white enchantment it's a rare prevent all non-combat damage oh, one, yeah. to you and creatures you control whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control create a two two white unicorn creature token they listen to me suck it torbrand i don't care anymore <laughs> We could do this. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you talked about that one. I really thought you were going Cathar's Crusade. No, 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 no. Oh. That, that, that's a great card, but it, we've seen it. We know what that is. Well, uh, we, all know, we all know how much he likes his 2-2 unicorns, because that's a real important text on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but, uh, I mean, even for me, like, yeah, this is going in Reese for sure. Um, it creates tokens. It prevents all non-camera damage. But, yeah, to, like, what this 
does is just kind of kills red like just squashes the crap <laughs> yeah it feels good <laughs> yeah it does feel good because i've been feels a lot good, Lewis. yeah <laughs> I, I was i was really excited to see this it's i think a, a little nod that maybe white is getting to a point where it can protect itself and win some games sure man Let, let's not get crazy yeah. now was that from groundhog say <laughs> No, that was uh, from Trading Places. Oh, right, of course. <laughs> Dan, your 80s, your, your 1980s Eddie Murphy knowledge is like an encyclopedia. It's absurd. <laughs> what can I say? I would be great on Eddie Murphy Jeopardy. Oh, you so. <laughs> Uh, Big Tuck, what's your enchantment? So I'm going to talk about another enchantment that really needed a reprint um, that kind of has fallen under the radar as well. Uh, very similar to uh, your pick, Mr. Combo. It was printed in a commander set not too long ago. Um, I also foolishly traded it away because I'm a moron. We're talking about Lurking Predators. So four colors, green, green for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a spell of any variety at mm -hmm. any time, real top card of your library. If it's a creature oh, yeah. card, put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, you may put that card on the bottom of your library. Oh, All pray our eyes to the wild. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I had this. I was like. <laughs> Six mana for something that doesn't even tutor me. I think I had this, and this came in um, Alesha uh, uh, Saskia pre-con, and I cut it because I was like, what's the chance of that ever happening? Traded it. Two weeks later, I was like, ah, I'm a moron. But I was playing it again. I think it's what I think I did this in Fort Collins. Here we are. Um, and then when I played it when I moved there, I was like, that's too late. I can't get that back. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've seen this card. Um, I, I get it that it's in theory good. Right. I just honestly don't know what deck I would put it in. Maybe Rurik Thar. But usually in yeah. Rurik Thar, people aren't trying to cast the, you know, I know this says cast a spell, but usually my opponents are trying to limit their interactions once Rukthar's out. So it's like, yeah. if I have this in Rukthar, I don't know if they're actually going to do anything because there's like too much this, pain and, going yeah. on. And I don't think that this, this is especially difficult for you, Mr. Combo, because you don't like, Gearin might be a mediocre option, Maybe. but you have so much pocket yeah. weight. But you don't play a lot of like big stoppy dot decks in green, right? right? Whereas like for yeah. me, like this would be great in Rian, the angel gal, right? Spitting out big stuff for because that's mm -hmm. mostly creatures. It'd be great in Saskia. Um, I'd run this in Gorm for sure. Yeah. That's like all big creatures other than the main commanders. Like, So it's like a little costly to get it out, but especially like when you get it out, people are casting more than one spell a turn usually, right? Sure. Like that's kind of when the games get going. So um, the fact that hopefully this will drop it down to a couple bucks again, good mm -hmm. one to pick up. It gets played a lot. Um, just overall, really fun card. Glad to see it reprinted. I love it. Green's getting love. Yeah, always getting love. Here we are. Here we are. All right, guys. Now we're going to head over to the instance. And uh, I am shameful to say I am talking about another reprint. Yeah, but it, it needed, was kind of hard it not needed to. It. Yeah, it needed to see a reprint, even though it is the Magic Fest 2020 card. Uh, it's good to see it in a normal mass oh, produce yeah. set. Yeah, we're talking about Path to Exile. Yep. Um, basically, the same thing as Swords to Plowshare, but it costs like four to five times as much. <laughs> so what, what Path to Exile is, it's one colorless instant, or wow, one planes instant. <laughs> uh, God, if only it was a colorless instant. Yeah, I love that instant mana. Where do I buy one? Uh, exile target creature and its controller may search his or her library for a basic land, put it on the battlefield tap, then shuffle his or her library. I mean, if I look at all the printings, it's been printed, what, four, eight, 12, 16. It's been pre-printed now 18 times, and it's still <laughs> sitting between like 360 and $5. It's so silly. But what's funny is like, I remember when I first started playing Commander, this was like a $20 card. 
Yeah, because it, it was, was played. It was played like a lot, and it still is played a lot in like modern legacy vintage. Um, and I think they like realize that, and they're like, okay, we need to do something to drive this price down. So like, guess what? Every product, every year for the next five years, we're gonna give you this. Like, explorers of Ixalan. This has nothing to do with Ixalan whatsoever. But it's like you have to buy this product for the stupid game. Um, Signature spelled with Gideon again. Could have just easily been a sword supply share. They're like, no, we have to get this down. Mystery booster list goes on so again I, I think it's good I personally well I think it depends I think the argument can be made that in commander the swords is better because life gain isn't as big as ramping someone potentially but in reality it's kind of it kind of washes out right like yeah. you could like there's been times where someone swords to plowshares a 10-10 that I had and that was just enough to get me to the end of the game right but then yeah. conversely there's also been times where someone path to exiled you know a utility creature and that gave me the land ramp I needed to get to my next thing so right. being able to have both of them for you know five dollars is such good value such a good investment and just like premier removal but i'm hoping this will drive the price down further to where maybe it gets to three dollars yeah 250 that would be amazing slot it in all 100 of your combined decks i mean well granted i have seven path to exile sitting in my basement from my oh, commander right. uh, uh command fest box oh, yeah, so that's right. i'm good on them for now <laughs> if only, if i just hope it drives know. the price down for the rest of the rest of you guys this will be in uh, well, Squee, what instant would you like to mention? Uh, I am also talking about a reprint. It is not expensive. It's not horribly exciting. I really struggled in the instant <laughs> category on this whole thing. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, lightning bolt. I didn't, yeah, no, it's not lightning bolt. I did think about that legitimately. It's read the runes uh, instant, and it's a rare for X and a blue. Draw X cards for each card drawn this way. Discard a card unless you sacrifice a permanent. To me, this is a great late game card. It's only mm -hmm. running like. 50 60 cents it's not very expensive it's been out a couple times in onslaught and uh, mm -hmm. or 16 um at, at least those are the most recent but i think it's kind of an underplayed card almost it, it could be like a weather light type of thing where you could find a fun way to use this sure you have some triggers on the discard as well as the draw or it might just be what you need at the end of the game to get you the cards to win well i, I literally see this as late game i'm gonna pay x and literally draw as much as i can to yep. get the single card i need yep. to win the game and i'm going to pitch the rest uh that's kind of how i see it being played mm -hmm. which isn't terrible i mean and if it's beautifully in an infinite mana situation and it, and it pairs very well with um kells as well because it's that sacrifice trigger to potentially draw more cards off of it if you really want to be cute with it so I'm, i would assume that's why it's in there it's kind of a weird choice if that's not if that was their intention but yeah I, it's interesting i don't i've had this in decks before and, and like it just hasn't worked out the way i wanted it to but again i'm sure there's some way that you can break it or make it more manageable maybe you didn't read the runes properly damn it i didn't read the bones i first i first thought you guys say that i was like is this even printed in there well, Tuck, what instant do you want to talk about? So I want to talk about another reprint that just came out in 2020, which kind of sucks, but this also used to be $5 and now it's come down. One of the one of the most efficient green draw spells, Hunter's Insight. So two colorless and a green. Uh, choose target creature you control. Whenever that creature deals combat damage to a player or Planeswalker this turn, draw that many cards. So yeah, a lot that's of, solid. <laughs> back in the day, I know it's going to be hard <laughs> for you new people to believe of this, but it was really hard for green to draw cards. <laughs> um, that doesn't really seem to be a problem anymore, but this is like one of the premier ways to do it, right? And especially in a deck like a Sylvala, or if you're running like Beasts and Green, Green-White decks that are kind of like on the snobby mm -hmm. side of things. Uh, being able to um, choose a creature that you can do at instant speed, like
like it doesn't really telegraph it. There's other ones that like are sorcery speed where it pumps a creature and then they deal damage. Um, the, the mana sink on this is pretty low, right? If you look at Harmonize, which is like the pseudo green draw spell, which I know Mr. Combo isn't a fan of. <laughs> three mana for, for four mana for three cards isn't great. Here this could be three mana for like eight cards or more. With right. a card from M21, the whatever Gargadon, the broken one, the mythic. <laughs> this card with that goes like peas and carrots. Uh, so yeah, so so but here's kind of here's the thing I like about this card. And once again, I've never seen this before. Really? Uh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. And funny enough, it's in a Commander 20 set, which I got all the boxes downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Probably probably just literally threw it in my chaff box. Right. Um, but uh, what I really like about it is that it also gives you the option to draw cards if you hit a Planeswalker. Mm -hmm. yeah. Traditionally, a lot of the green stuff, yep. it's like when you deal combat damage to a player right. or a creature, you get to draw that many cards or draw cards. So the fact that it's an actual Planeswalker is an option as well. I think that's great because usually, you know, me being the Planeswalker player, when people swing at my Planeswalkers, in my head, I'm also doing the check of like, okay, well, they're not going to get any additional value giving it Infect right, right, right. or giving it, you know, what banding, mm -hmm. just other, other <laughs> random things like that. Right. So I, I really like that. It uh, has everyone's that. biggest nightmare banding. Um, and the other, so what's funny is you bring up a really interesting point where this card got better because it was printed so earlier, because when it was printed, it was just a player. But since they oh. had to errata all that stuff to ah. player or planeswalkers, it got better. Which is funny because if this got printed now, it probably would just be like two target to a player, right? That is, is pretty that, interesting. Isn't that weird? So I also yeah, I like that. Like I like it's a, a, a two colorless and only one green pip. Mm -hmm. So in multicolored decks, it's friendly, uh, and that it's an instant where you don't have to like do a sorcery and spill your beans before you do everything. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's solid. I was especially my beans. Why'd you have to spill your beans? <laughs> yeah, fruit uncommon. Right. This is really good. Well, uh, now we're going to head over to Sorceries. I am talking about a reprint. What you got? Big shocker. Oh uh, but here's the thing. Once again, I've heard of the card. I've never seen it played. I really want to play it. We're talking about Exude. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! This card rules. I'm like uh, the only person that's ever heard of this before. I wrote yeah, it down. I've heard... I've heard of it multiple times. I've just never seen it played. I don't have a uh, copy of it, but I wanted to get this for uh, Kakusha. Oh, yeah. Of course. So Exhume, colorless black, sorcery. It's a common. Uh, and it just strictly says each player puts a creature card from his or her graveyard onto the battlefield. Yeah. It's so Seems straightforward. pretty good for two mana. So it's, if you want to be it's a real, so beautifully niche. If you want to be a real D-Gen, here's how you do it, right? Turn one, black, dark ritual, uh... What's the Entomb, Shouldered, other two, Exhumed. <laughs> I guess that's game, guys, so. That is beautiful. And I have got, so I got to do this in my uh, Golgari deck. I got to do that a little slower, but I turned, so yeah, it was turn one, Entomb, turn two, Exhumed, Terastodon, of one of the guys' lands. And everyone was like, yeah, I'm done here. Like, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and you say you're not a degen player. Yeah, okay, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you can't help it. Uh, yeah, so like but again, like it, it's like the budget version of like a reanimate sort of right, which is also in here. Mm -hmm. um, but like it's very risky, and that's what I like about it, right? Like because you have to kind of play the field, right? You don't want someone else to get a shoulder or some other horrible abomination back. Yeah. Um, so again. It was creeping up to like, there's a time where this is like four or five dollars. Um, so now that's going to be a little bit more affordable. Love it. Love to see it. 
Squee, what sorcery do you want to talk about? Well, uh, Big Tuck just alluded to it. It is reanimate. Uh, <laughs> I, am, I am excited to see this out because I think it's a little too expensive for what it does. It is very pricey. Yeah. But uh, maybe this will get it to a reasonable level where it's steadily under $10 and never over $20. Um, reanimate. So one black sorcery. It's a rare put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. You lose life equal to its converted mana cost. So useful. You can take anybody's stuff. You can take your own stuff. So you put it in a deck where you know you're going to have stuff in the graveyard, and then maybe somebody else has something a little better that you can mooch off of. But I love it, and I want it. Yeah. And I want just, it to be cheap. just always be leery, people. When someone turn one plays nothing, discards a card. Because <laughs> turn two, they're about to reanimate yes, it. They are. How, about, how about this one for the record books? I'm a Rakdos deck. Turn one, no land. Void winner to the bin. Turn two, swamp. Reanimate. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that in my Nickel Bolas deck. You got away with and, it? Yeah, I got away <laughs> nice. with it. I, I think I ended up getting back one of like my big filthy dragons. Oh, sure. Uh, it, was, it was either Queen Lathless or the uh, Hellkite Tyrant. Oh, one of them. gosh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's such it a good feeling. So good. <laughs> Someone's like, have you lost your mind? You're like, sorry, I didn't get my land drop. I don't know what to tell <laughs> all right well uh we all uh me and tuck shared so we'll head on over to lands uh not not a lot of not a lot of no. options here well, we'll say well, talking not about spicy I, think I think there's literally two <laughs> uh i'm talking about well technically you could do the cycle oh yeah that came out yes uh which actually i think those are not bad um but i'm talking about phyrexian tower yeah, yeah me too yep. okay i'm yeah. talking about the other all one right. there you have it uh, phyrexian <laughs> Tower, legendary land, uh, tap for a colorless or tap sack a creature, add two black. Um, it's been reprinted only three times, yep. which was the big deal on when it got reprinted in Ultimate Masters because it hadn't been reprinted since Urza Saga. Right. So I think at that point it was like, what, $25? Maybe more. $27. Yeah, it was a bunch. Yeah, a and then it dropped down to 16 and now Jump starts pre ordering for 12 Yep. So I could very easily, if this set gets opened a lot, get sub 10 for a few months. Mm -hmm. um, to me, we talked about this on a bruise and builds. I think this is an auto include in any deck where you run black. Absolutely. And you care about your commander because there's so many of those enchantment effects to where people will turn it into a BS tree and you're just like, well, there goes my strategy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is an easy, easy out. Oh, I'll just sack the creature uh, and I'll cast him next turn. Yeah, I mean, this is a dead drop in Kakusho. I'd love to have one. It's mm -hmm. just been too expensive. Um, you're yeah, exactly right. Yeah, this one. goes in any black deck. But I, and like to your to your point, I think what's cool is Wizards has realized that there's like cards that are and this like is I think you you might have said this verbatim earlier, but it's like to hammer the point home. Wizards like these are cards that are expensive that haven't been reprinted and they're only played in Commander. Right? Yeah, right, and like, how are we going to be able to get this price down so that people are going to be able to buy? They're going to be more incentivized to buy product from us on the chance of getting these like hyper rare cards that you've sure. been able to get in these supplemental sets, opposed so. to the secondary market where they make no money. Absolutely. Right. Um, so I'll talk about the other one. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> All right. Riptide Laboratory. Uh, it's a land. You can tap it for one. Um, Colos and a blue tap. Return target wizard you control to its owner's hand. Eight bucks out of onslaught. So the really weird thing in this is I've seen. So I don't have a wizard deck, right? And I've always kind of wanted one just to be like, just in case, you know, you never know. But what's interesting? You never know. I, like, who like, knows? Are you gonna, I don't know. Are you gonna need an emergency wizard deck? There's a time I was, there's a time I was <laughs> building like a deck a month, right? Who knows what would have happened? Um, and, uh, I didn't want to go down that train. 
Anyway, um, but what's interesting is there are some commanders that this like kind of plays nice nice with. Like, interestingly enough, like Marchesa, Mar Marchesa, Marquesa, whatever. You, there's like a build of her that's like wizard tribal, which is super strange. So, like, I kind of thought putting that together. Is she a wizard? Yes. Oh, and, I did uh, not know that. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Or I'm like 90% sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, she is. Because she was because right. she was reprinted in the wizard spree con, it made no sense. And also that that's what tanked the price of the card you got me. Was that stupid reprint? So anyways, and then another one that's like, so this actually, if I do open one, I'm gonna see if I can fit this into my Nekazar deck, because he is also a wizard. And a lot of times people are gonna target him. So this is like another way to keep him out of the command zone and costing more. Like I said, sure. super fringe. I'm just more excited that it's, there's a fair amount of wizard Z stuff floating around. Um, and I would never buy this for $10, but if I open no, one has... from a jumpstart, I'd be like, hey, like that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah, card's funny. Sure. It has no business being eight to ten dollars in any. Fashion well, of the game. here's the One thing, though, is that it's re it's really, really good in like those wizard yeah. decks. Like, I know. I mean, wizards are a because it's only legal in Legacy, Vintage, and Commander, and I don't think wizards is a thing in Legacy I or Vintage. I could see it being like a just four Commander. or five, maybe, but yeah. Well, the nah, I think this is also one of those half. weird ones that when the when the like there's a bunch of cards that were like vampire focused cards that are now super expensive, and wizards when it came out in that like monster precons that was like wizards, dragons, cats, and vampires, then people were scooping these up like crazy because it only been printed once. So the supply of them is kind of low-ish um, and a lot of people, there's a lot of broken things you can do with those decks too. So anyways, Lance, there you go. Two, land, two, two, two Lance's <laughs> on one. Well, uh, guys, we're down to artifacts and once again, talking about reprints. Uh -huh. <laughs> it seems like wizards really only got creative on the creature front, um, but I'm talking about a card that it needed to be reprinted because its original printing's almost $12. Yeah. Jump starts now around six. You ready? All right. Three, two, one. Scarecrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Scarecrow, and we'll we'll, we'll hey! take that later. <laughs> Wait, Harold's horn? Oh yeah, I forgot about that completely. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harold's horn, three colorless artifact, and it is a auto include in any tribal deck. Mm -hmm. So uh, when an ETBs choose a creature type, creature spells of the chosen type cost a colorless less to cast. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. If it's a creature card of the chosen type, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. The number one mistrigger card oh. in all of Commander. Everyone <laughs> always forgets guaranteed. to do this trigger. <laughs> yeah, and like, and I agree with you where it's like, it's one of those things where it's kind of like adaptive automaton, like there's these, or like um, Urza's Incubator to some extent, right? Yep. Where like you would see a lot more of them, but it's just, the, again, <laughs> shockingly, this was also printed in that wizards vampires rigmarole set right so yeah you can't find those anymore um and only being printed once makes it like made it like prohibitively expensive for a lot of decks right especially if you're a big tribal person um but the yeah. fact it just got reprinted in mystery boosters and this is definitely telling um and definitely is going to help this card's price get much more manageable yeah 100%. i don't i don't have a lot to add other than yeah i'm excited <laughs> at the just managing these prices <laughs> all right talk about scarecrow you weirdos <laughs> all right i'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll read the outside you read the in there tuck uh, scarecrow three colorless <laughs> artifact creature scarecrow it's a rare and it's a one two 
Mr. Combo is probably familiar with this card because he ran the only tribe that this fits into at one point. Correct, and it actually uh, resides in Shirai. Ooh, oh yeah, absolutely. It so resides, it, it's uh, one colorless, sacrifice a scarecrow, draw a card, uh, mm -hmm. four colorless tap, return target artifact creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Um, a lot, we and we've had on the show, a lot of artifacts decks have like very strange recursion running, right? The Breas, the Duretis, um, the, the blue-black one, the Death Touch guy brings stuff back from the graveyard, right? Silas. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but the fact that it comes. Oh, Silas Ren. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, A, the fact it can, like, bend itself to draw a card, and if you happen to be playing Conspiracy, Bizarro, Scarecrow, Sub Tribal, great. Um, but more importantly, the biggest thing is you can get an artifact creature from your graveyard to play, not to hand, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. Your, your mirror battle balls, your worm coil engines of the world. I've been wanting one of these for Duretti for quite some time. I certainly wasn't gonna pay $15 for an effing scarecrow, and now, <laughs> now I have a good chance of actually getting one. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, anytime they print one of these cards that isn't broken, like, you know, they printed Crater Hoof in this thing, and yeah, that's a game winner, and it was getting pretty expensive. I, I'm a big fan, regardless of what people think of me. I like it when they print cards that are power level five to seven, right. maybe eight, that have been a little pricier, mm -hmm. and it's just like, hey, let's get it a little bit more manageable for a few months. Yeah. I am all for doing that, um, because it allows people to then, I want the community, now, if you want to play jank, play jank. If you want to play competitive, play competitive. But I feel like a lot of people want to play good decks, but just can't afford right. a lot of these yeah. kind of staple cards, like Ristic Study. But hey, when you do these products and we're going to, hey, print something and it's going to take it from 25, maybe down to 12 right. for a couple months, it gives you the option then to pick one up and actually put it in your deck and hey, now I can actually compete at my... Uh, what what how did uh, Ryan put it? His uh, V E D H. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, top on the broken record train. Oh my God, it's only been printed once. It needs to drop in price. Oh my God, it only print, printed once. It needs to drop in price. Somebody stop this loop. Yeah. Well, it's it's guys, it's, it's a printed once in price. Printed once and need to drop the price tag. Well, I, I, hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing the net new creatures and net new creature legends and just heard a going to history set review of everything else <laughs> in magic history. But I think we're finally done with set reviews for at least another two weeks. Thanks for tuning in to What's the Plane Chase. Now in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland. Back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee, so today we're talking, as you know, uh, old-ass legendary creature, as usual. Uh, it's Half-Dane. So, one colorless, a white, a blue, a black, legendary creature, shapeshifter, it's a rare. At the beginning of your upkeep, Half-Dane's power and toughness become equal to the power and toughness of target creature other than Half-Dane until the end of your next upkeep. It's a 3-3 to start. So... Oh. Yeah, you can either swap it with anything that's on your board or anything that's on the board on anybody else's side, too, and just have a variable kind of stompy guy. Okay. So, uh, we're going to run with that and see where we get. It, it may be pretty, pretty, you know, five to six-ish, but... Sure. Be fun. Why not? Yeah. Something different. Something different in Esper. Why not? Let's, let's take. Let's, let's let's take a look here. Yeah. So um, I actually have five cards that I want to talk about in this one. Whoa. So we're getting a little excited. Did some homework. Here. Yeah. I did some homework. So first one, we may have talked about this in the past, but it's Ludovic's Test Subject. So it is one colorless and a blue creature lizard. It's a rare, oh. and it's a flip card.
card. Defender, for one colorless and a blue, put a hatchling counter on Ludovic's test subject, then oh. you five or more hatchling counters on it. Remove all of them and transform it. It starts as a 0-3. It then transforms into Ludovic's Abomination, which is a 13-13 with Trample. So now you got not only a big beater in itself, but it turns your commander into a big beater in itself. Uh, I, I think this card's hilarious. It takes a couple turns to set up. People tend to not think about it, and you just kind of run it under the radar for a while and flip it, and people go, what, what the f***? You know, you know, def you know, a, a defender card is bad when it doesn't even come close to making the cut in Arcades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I like this. The, the only thing that I think would make so if this is the path you're kind of going down, it, I, I think if there and I don't know if there's anything in uh, these colors that do it, but to be able to share keyword counters, like, well, I guess yeah, you could do Odric. Mm -hmm. um, oh right. But being able to yeah make your commander a thirteen thirteen, but he still doesn't have a vacation. So finding a way to make him a 13-13 with Trample mm -hmm. is even better. Um, so yeah, don't, definitely. I, don't forget I all your uh, wheels. Don't forget all your proliferate triggers to get to five <laughs> counters. Well, I mean, oh, you don't Lord. necessarily need them. If you got a couple of mana out, you can double this up or e triple e it up, whatever. E it's going to e take a little bit. E uh, <laughs> So the next card I wanted to talk about is an artifact creature golem. It's ancient stone idol. Hey! Oh, yeah. A massive 10. Uh, and then it has flash. This spell costs one less to cast for each attacking creature. And that doesn't have to be your creatures. That could be any attacking creature. So if somebody yeah. else is swinging through with a bunch, you can flash them in there. Uh, he has trample. And then when ancient stone idol dies, create a 612 colorless construct artifact creature token with trample. And then he's a 1212 to boot. Uh, so this card in itself will get your, get your commander going. And then when he dies, because he will die, because people don't like a 12-12 out there with trample, uh, then he brings back a nice 612 that's a little consolation prize for you. Uh, and then he costs one less. So yeah, if you play your cards right, you can get him on the board extremely cheap. Or free. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. Esper attack, a little bit of Esper attack, a little bit of Esper Voltron. All right, well, speaking of good, what's your number three good pick looking like? Alright, so number three good pick I wanted to talk about is Phyrexian Insta or Ingester. Sorry, Phyrexian oh, Ingester. Yeah. Uh, six yeah. colorless and a blue creature beast. It's an uncommon with imprint. When Phyrexian Ingester enters the battlefield, you may exile target non-token creature. And then Phyrexian Ingester gets plus X plus Y for whatever reason. Uh, I guess, you know, it's gotta be toughness is different. So where X is the yep. exiled creature card's power and Y is this toughness at 3-3. Three, three. Uh, so you can use this to one, be a great removal card. Yeah, he's a little overcosted at seven. Uh, a little. <laughs> but late game, it could be good to be a removal kind of like dodgeball where you catch the ball and you get a little swing into the game there. Um, and he's cheap as hell. I wanted this card to work so bad in so many decks, I could not just find a home for it. However, I do like it, and it's one of three cards that have plus X plus Y on it. Aspect yeah. of Wolf. Yep. Bioplasm and this, all well known, all well known across all magic formats. So, yeah, you know, I'm actually surprised I haven't seen this. I mean, granted, it's way over costed, so that's probably why he never played it. But it, you know, it gets played in a fair amount of Brago decks, oh, which totally yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You're just blinking and you're like exile. It's almost like a Staxi card <laughs> instead of a Voltroni. But in your standpoint, uh, for this deck, if you can get him to do something with someone else, I mean. It'd be big. That's gonna make him real, real big and real scary, which makes your commander real big and real scary. That's what we're hoping to do here. 
Uh, all right, so speaking of real big and real scary, uh, we got to figure out a way to sneakily win the game with this thing. So uh, we're talking about a card I hadn't really heard of, and I'm surprised I hadn't, probably because I'm not a D-Gen that plays Infect, but it's Tainted Strike. Uh, one <laughs> oh, one black, so instant. <laughs> it's a common. Target creature gets plus one, plus O, oh, and gains Infect until end of turn. If this, like, this being an instant's really, really gross. And this deck's going to have a bunch of big swingers going in there. All you need is one of your 10s or 12s or 13s to attack and somebody goes i'll take the damage yeah, yeah no that. blocks <laughs> so, uh, and also if you're in the kansas city metro area or anywhere else you need one of these friend of the show tice also had about 15 of them in his box so <laughs> i would like one well you guys yeah, yeah this uh, i run this in my vin diesel deck oh and, uh, absolutely yeah or your, so uh, your yargle like the nine seven frog or nine four frog you're like oh, here you oh, go God, yes. <laughs> one time <laughs> hit me with the one time all right, so we got one left here, uh, and this one is just big. It's monstrous, if you will. Uh, Colossus of Akros. So eight colorless, <laughs> artifact, creature, golem, rare, defender, indestructible. Has a monstrosity 10, which is ridiculous, uh, which puts 10 plus one plus one counters when you play, pay its monstrosity cost if it's not. Uh, and then as long as Colossus of Akros is monstrous, it has trample and can attack as though it didn't have defender. This gives you a 20-20 creature if you have the mana to do it, a 10-10 if you don't, and then it gives you a 20-20 commander on top of that. And it's indestructible, so if you get them out there, you ain't going anywhere. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, re really, I think the way that you just build this Halfdane deck, and I was trying to go through EDH rec to get some ideas, but there's only 30 decks of him <laughs> in existence. Um, uh, you, you, you have to kind of play this weird Esper, like, really big creatures, mm -hmm. or, yeah. like... I mean, you could, ooh, you could even do like a go wide strategy um, and go like tribal sure. and run like coat of arms, Cathar's Crusades, stuff like that. Um, but it, it's definitely a different way that Esper doesn't really run. Um, mm -hmm. we, we know a uh, friend of the show, Nathan, uh, loves Esper. You know, he, he likes to try to build all those different types of decks. I'd be curious and, and be willing to challenge him to try and build a half Dane oh, deck. Oh, yeah. Because. If you did the go wide strategy, then something like a Phyrexian Dreadnought would play really, really well here because it's a one drop 12 12, and you just sacrifice the power of 12 to get them on the board. Yeah, there's a, there, I think there's a couple different ways that you, there's probably three different ways that you can do right. it, to be honest. You can even go like just standard Voltron equipment since you can copy anyone's stuff. Um, yeah, I'm Shapeshifter Tribal? Let's get nuts. Why not? <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, that's all I had on this, so I'll kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with uh, Big Tuck and Mr. Combo. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop. By retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your news team is head over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower with reward tiers for all the budgets. There is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, CMD Tower. You can also communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Common Number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Swee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.